Yo, this is Fred, the Hammer, Williamson. Check out the LC and Jack show. If you got nothing else to do during the day or at night, make your life a lot more exciting. Check it out, LC and Jack show. All right, all right. Listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, LC and Jack. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the LC and Jack Radio Show with your man LC holding it down. Give us a shout here in the studio. You can reach us at area code 347-843-4738. Up close and personal, Urban Talk Radio. Well, we thank you for joining us for another edition of the show. And uh, it should be packed of excitement and fun, so stay tuned. What is the word there, Brad? Yo, election is around the corner, man. That's the word. That's, That's the it. Word. That's it. Make it's sure you get out. Again. That's right. Make sure you get out and exercise your right to vote. A lot of people out there pay with their lives. Us as African Americans, that is. So you had the right to go out and express what you feel. It's Whoever true. you like, but just make sure you get out and do your due diligence. Yeah. Well, yep, yep, yep. So I tell you, Brad, it's fast approaching. It's basketball season around the corner here, so we're going to get into that a little bit later mm-hmm. and different show. But our guest is here, Brad, and, and ready to rock and roll. So why don't we jump right into it? Fred Williamson is an actor, director, producer, and writer. He has starred in many movies, like Three the Hard Way, Take a Hard Ride, Bronx Warriors, The Original Gangsters, and Starch, Ski, and Hutch. Wow, Brad, I haven't heard that in a while, to name a few. That's right. He's also starred on TV, Cloud Miners, and one of my favorite, but great, Star Trek. Yeah. Fred started. Yep, yep. Fred started his career as a professional football player. Some of the teams yeah. that he played for were the 49ers, Raiders, and Chiefs. He, he better, my Rams? He nah, my man, Rams? no Rams, oh, man. man. Nah, oh, yeah, nah. He used to hit my Rams. <laughs> nah. Well, you can take that up with him, but he, he ain't ramming anybody. He, he he's hammering them. Yes, sir. That's right. That's right. So he's better known as. The Hammer, a name he acquired while playing football. Well, we are so happy and pleased to welcome to the show the great Mr. Fred The Hammer Williamson. Right. Hello, Fred. How are you? What's up, dog? Listen, you sure this, this show is coming out of New York, man? I, I can understand everything you say. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
I admire guys like Sydney who can do that. That's not my makeup, so I can't do that. So I told him when I'm coming to the business, I'm gonna come into as a hero as I was playing football, being a hammer, outspoken. You know, I was the first one to wear white shoes. The league signed me a hundred dollars a game for breaking the dress code, dude, because I was wearing <laughs> white shoes and nobody else was. Okay, I'm in the league for four years. Then Joe Namath comes into the league four years after me. He wears white shoes. They don't find him. I said, Hey, can I have my money back? It's a forget about it, Hammer. That ain't happening. Okay, so changing the rules and you know and 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 being intellectual about it, not being defiant about it, just being. Intellectual. What's what's the big deal about me wearing shoes, wearing white shoes? Nothing except it was it, they didn't want to see me do that because I was getting too much attention, so they fined me. But you know, I sent them a check every year for fourteen hundred dollars because we only played fourteen games. So I sent them a check for fourteen hundred dollars, let them know that I was doing my thing. So when I came into the movie industry, I was going to be a hero, no doubt about it. So I made this big announcement that I made a press conference in LA. I said I'm coming into the industry to be a hero. I got three rules that Hollywood has to adhere to. You can't kill me in a movie. I have to win all my fights in a movie, and I get the girl in the movie if I want her. You gotta do two or three. You gotta do two out of three of those. I ain't happen. Now you gotta understand, dog, this is in the 60s, man. I mean, it wasn't cool to be black yet. You know, wow. This is like 69, 68. It wasn't cool to be black yet. Black just got cool recently, you know what I'm saying? Wasn't really cool there because they were still hosing down brothers on the street and sicking dogs on people. That stuff yeah. was still happening. The riots hadn't even happened yet, so you know it wasn't cool yet. So they thought oh. I was crazy. I said, okay. I tell you what, man, I'll make my own. I'll make my own movie. I'll find investors. I learned the business when I did television. I never left the set. I watched how they did everything, so I learned the business of the business. So I formed my own company and I made films like Black Caesar, Hell Up in Harlem, Bucktown, Three the Hallway. Okay, so I'm the hero, dog. You can't kill me, and I'm winning all the fights. Yes, what, what made you? What made you get into the movie business, though? What was you were playing football? You did that. What you know? Why? Why? Well, I, was an, why I, was, I was an architect doing off season. I came. I came out of Northwestern with an architectural engineer, engineering degree. So I was an architect for Bethel Steel doing the off season when I wasn't playing football in San Francisco. I was designing power plants in Dubai before people even knew where Dubai was. Once I stopped playing football, sit behind the desk, one hour for lunch, and 95 just did not fit my personality. I mean, mm -hmm. I could do it for part-time when I was playing ball, but once I sit behind that desk after nine months, the wall started closing in on me. I said, hey, man, I got to find something else to do here because this ain't, this ain't for me. I'm watching television, and I'm seeing Dan Carroll had a show called Julia, and I noticed that each week the guest star role was a new boyfriend. And I said, hey, yeah, I'm, right. better looking in it. I'm better looking at any of those guys. I'm going to Hollywood because I'm down with the Keep it real, LC. Keep it real. Wow. Hell, the worst thing they can say to you is no. You know, I had a whole bunch of them in my life. You know, that that didn't deter me saying no, don't deter me. So I went to Hollywood and I did my spiel. And then I was, uh, one week after I'm in Hollywood, they signed me to play Diane Kill's boyfriend on a junior show for three years. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. And, that, and, and a star was born. Yes, and and I remember those episodes. I was a little kid, and, and man, it's just like I, I'm like getting thrown. I'm going through like a time warp right now because you just brought me back to wow. This is yeah. the thing because at the time, you know, I knew you was a football player, but I didn't know you was that same person. You know what I'm saying? Like when I think back, it's like it's like having like deja vu. Well, you know what I'm saying? I've always been tall that I can handsome dog, so I mean that that fit right in, you understand what I'm saying? Well, Ain't nothing my mom there. loved you from 
My mom was looking for me I, back then. I already know. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. I can understand that. I can truly yes, understand sir. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. How was it working with Jim Brown? He's my buddy, man. That's my ace. That's the kind of guy you want to be in a place. If he's your buddy, you want him at your back. You know, you work into a place, you know you got your back covered. That's the best thing you can say about anybody, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim was great. We've had him on the show as a, as a previous guest as well. It's just, I tell you, uh, we've interviewed several people that uh, just uh, love both of you guys. You both kind of broke down barriers and... We're we make stand for stuff, man. You're not, we, we, you know, we, we're not being concerned about bulletproof. We take the blows, we take the hits, because mm-hmm. we know we can always get up. So we don't have to be bulletproof. We just, we know we can get up. Whatever you throw at me and they knock me down, I can get up, and I get up stronger, and come at you harder. What do you think about today's actors? Do you think they appreciate the uh, road that was paved previously for them, or do you think they could? Yeah. Go through and, and, and break barriers. That's a heavy question, man. That's a heavy question. If you're talking about black folks, that's tough because we don't appreciate a whole lot, man. We don't appreciate black history. We don't appreciate what other blacks have done uh, in our life, not only just in the movie business, but what accomplishments that other black people have made that allow us to be where we are in our space and in our time. So it's not just limited to, to the movie business, man. We just need more understanding from other blacks young brothers and young sisters to take the motivation from people who have been there and done that and also listen to the people who've been there and done that. That's something we we, we find it very difficult to do as a black race. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It, it's power and just sitting back and listening to people telling you something. Jack, listen. We talk we talk about that from time to time. You don't have to talk, but you can sit back and listen and learn a lot. Yes, yeah, and it's not. It doesn't have to be competitive. Nobody's trying to be competitive with you when they're giving you advice. You take you take what fits, and you negate what doesn't. You know, and it's not not necessarily as so at all. But as you say, listen because there is some wisdom in there with people who have been there and done that. There is wisdom there. So I understand the jumping into acting, really making a mark. What what was your or what is your still ultimate goal? You produce, you direct. Do, do you well, think that's a heavy question, Doc? You know why that's heavy? Because of all, I mean, I've done I've done so many things in my life, man. I mean, I've I've, I've made movies around the world. I'm respected around the world. Uh, I, I've been everywhere I wanted to go, but there's some part of me that is still not satisfied. All the accomplishments and things that I've done. Nothing has really like like knocked me over and knocked me out because there are things that I maybe expect to do because I believe in hard work and hard work can achieve things. But uh, there's no one thing that I'm looking for because I don't know what it is. Maybe maybe it's the search itself that drives me and motivates me. I don't really know because I'm not looking for one thing. I'm not looking for money. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's not my goal. That's not my motivation. Uh, being successful, that's not my motivation because success is in somebody else's eyes and what they feel is great, I may feel is nothing. Right. So not looking for that either, man. So I don't really know, but uh, I'm out there scratching, digging, and clawing. What? Tell us, the out of all the movies that you've been in, what? give us the top, your, your, your top three favorites. Well, here's my... Here's my answer on that. I never do anything I don't like. 
You can't kill me. <laughs> I win my fights, and I get the girl if I want. Every movie that I've ever done <laughs> satisfies those things. So every movie I ever done has been fun, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 oh, there's no doubt about it. I love, I love you in all the movies. No, no doubt about it. But you know what? Uh, I, I had to ask the question because deep down, there's always a couple be like, you know what? I really like that those couple of movies better. Oh, than, I, cho- I choose, I choose, I choose. No, because I choose based on how I feel about it. I don't. I made more money on some and less money on others. Uh, but it's about how I feel. As long as the character that I play does not challenge my integrity or destroy my image or or or, or. see the, the problem of being black in the industry if you're concerned if you're not concerned then you don't really care but I represent a people uh, which is bigger than me and that controls what I do in my life which is a good thing that I know people brothers and sisters are watching me some brothers young brothers and sisters are looking up to me so that's a good thing in my life because it controls how I act and what I do out there in real life. So uh, as long as what I do on the screen does not damage that integrity or interfere with that, I'm there. Yeah, I'm a conscious good. brother. LC is a very conscious brother, and that's what we need in these days for, for real. You definitely and, uh, do. That's a, that's, a, that's a great thing. That's, I, I, I couldn't say it any better uh, on that. Tell me it's hard, dog. You know, it's hard when you know you, you represent a people and not just being up on the screen being an actor. You represent people because they watch. You know, I can't let some little dude five foot six beat me up and I walk down the ghetto and they go, Hell, wait, let the little guy beat you up. <laughs> I'm going to explain that. You know, Hell, let that guy kick your butt. Yeah, but you should have watched yeah. the whole movie, dog. At the end of the movie, I destroyed it. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I left the movie. I didn't see it, Hammer. <laughs> yeah, because people. As a, as a fan or people in general, we take it literally when yeah. we see yeah. it, and then like no, you no said, doubt. they will stop you on the street and say, yeah, "No doubt, no Wait doubt." A minute. You hit people on football, or why did you get yeah. beat up by this five foot yeah. four guy or whatever? Yeah, no doubt, man, no doubt. They relate. No, no doubt, they do, and you know, <laughs> they do, and I'm conscious of that, you know, because I, yes. I learned. I can tell. I can tell. Back in the early day, man, black people talk to the screen. They don't do it as much today as they used to, but back in the day, all those movies yeah. were showing black people to help. They be talking to the screen, man, like in the theater. Look out, hammer the dude's behind you. Know? <laughs> you know, people had fun, dude. I mean, they had a good time going to the movies. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> well, hammer, uh, you, you, you did a, uh, you, you appeared in Playgirl magazine. Yeah. Tell me how that experience was. Well, that that was the same time that Burt Reynolds had just just put out a, a nude. A new photo showing his little naked skinny butt on a on a on a on a white rug. So Playgirl play came to me and says, "Hey, we got something bigger and better than that. So come on, Hammer, go go for it." So I was bigger and better than what Bert had to show, but uh, I didn't let my stuff show. You know, my stuff was is, is yeah. uh, for spe- special people only. But I didn't. I had a little yeah. white pussy cat in front of me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, LC, we gotta get him to New York. We gotta have some. Oh, when he's in New York, we definitely will. Y'all in New York, man. Y'all in Cincinnati. I don't hear no New York accent, no. man. Come on. The area code here is 11729. You want me to call you right now? <laughs> <laughs> now I know if you're calling on the phone, you got call ID to tell you where That's we at. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got satellite. You satellite yeah, in Cincinnati, uh, Ohio, dog. I don't know what's happening. Oh, nah, we is in one one seven two nine. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, next time you talk to Jim, he'll tell you. Okay, you got yeah, yeah, those brothers. 
Those right. brothers are from the, the NYC, okay? That's what's good. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got a couple more for you. Mm-hmm. So so you, you you had a you did a, you had an opportunity to work with one of the greatest, I guess, comedians of all time. One of the you know yourself, one of the best action actors of all time, which was uh, Richard Pryor. Tell us Pryor. tell us how that tell us about that Pryor. experience. Pryor was unique, man. He was he was a social buddy, and I'm saying, look, nobody's ever made a, a western other than me, you know, because I did the first two westerns. If you remember, I did the the soul of nigga Charlie, and yep, the legend of nigga Charlie. So I said, let me do one, you know, it has a little lighter, light, controversial title, but a little uh, little light flair to it. So the script was 12 pages long. Cause I know I had Richard Pryor. I didn't, even, I didn't even, I just had a little story, man. I wrote it in 12 pages. I said, let's go to Santa Fe and make this movie called Ideos Amigo. So we go to this movie, and all I did was roll the camera on Richard, man. I just told Richard, listen, you're going to ride into town on a wagon, and you are a surveyor. You park the wagon here, and you walk down the two doors, and you go into the surveyor's office. So between the time you get out of the wagon and the time you walk to the door, I want you to give me like 10, 12 minutes or something. So he gets out of the wagon, and he starts walking. He stops the people walking along the boardwalk there, and he takes out his little surveying thing with a string on it, starts waving it, and he hands it to the guy. He says, would you just hold this? And he says, oh, that's really good. That's really nice. He did like 15 minutes, man, before going into the, before going into the surveyor's office. That was, that, was, that was how clever this guy was. And I knew that I couldn't write for him because he, he was brilliant. So I just right. gave him something. I gave him a, a, a platform to do Richard Pryor, and that was it. That's, Ideal legal. That's what's good. I mean, man, the experience is just tremendous. I wish I had the opportunity to to meet that brother. Really had left a legacy behind. Most definitely, but it's kind of hard to write for somebody who's that bright and that intelligent. You just say, here's what I want to do. Give me five minutes here. And when you go into the saloon here, they're going to bother you. They're going to attack you. And then you're going to tell them, hey, I'm not the guy you want. It's my friend. He's coming through the door. He's really mean and he's really angry and he's really tough. So I walk into the door not knowing what he said. Now I'm in the middle of a fight, but as he sneaks out of the door, and as he mm. runs out of the door, he says, adios, amigo. So mm. these are the kind of venues that I put him in, you know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what happened. You know, I just said, go in there, man, do something, and I just come in and get involved. So as I walk in the door, you know, he's made everybody mad at me, and guys jump me, start throwing bottles at me. I'm going, what's going on? He's sneaking out of the door, and I'm in there fighting like a dog trying to get out. And he's throwing adios, amigo. <laughs> wow. If you're just tuning in to the LC and Jack Radio Show, we have the Hammer. That's right, the Hammer. Fred the Hammer Williamson on the line on the LC and Jack Radio Show. Fred, when, Yo. I know every film you're kicking somebody's tail. Yeah. All off the walls. Man, and, you, yeah. know, you name People it. People that deserve it. People that deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> where where'd the martial arts come from? When, when did you start learning the martial I, arts? I started doing martial arts during the off season. During the off season, when I was playing pro box, I didn't like locker rooms, man. They stunk like like holy hell. So if I was going to stay in shape. I didn't want to be going into a, a, a locker room during the off season to, uh, to to stay in shape. So I took martial arts to stay in shape, just to stay out of funky locker rooms. Mm. Well, that's a good Did excuse. You, you ever uh, train <laughs> with Bruce Lee? Did you ever train with Bruce I did, Lee? I, six months. I, I did a movie called. Batman Bolt. I was the first black James Bond in 1971. And Bruce Lee was doing a film with Jim Kelly at that time called Enter the yes. Dragon. Yes, sir. After he finished the film, we made we were there at the same time. After I finished 
after I finished making my movie, I became friends with Bruce Lee in Hong Kong because mm-hmm. we were both shooting at the same place. And so I stayed there for like nine months. I lived in Hong Kong for nine months, uh, studying with Bruce Lee and studying with, at his school, which is which was a great experience because the first six months, there's no martial arts. There's no, they don't give you a key. They don't talk about white belts, blue belts. You sit down with your legs crossed and you listen to the sensei. You listen to the mentor and you learn the philosophy of, the, of martial arts rather than standing up and trying to do a kata or doing martial art moves. You listen. Yeah. It's all in your brain, man. Wow. Mm. Mental. So you say most yeah. of martial arts is just a mental. Well, it's like a bird, aspect. man. Birds fly because they think they can. If they didn't think they could fly, they would never get up there and do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I believe that. Yes. You hit well, the little baby birds, man. They don't have no wings and stuff. They come and the mother leads them, and next thing you know, he's jumping out of the nest. Because <laughs> he feels <laughs> he can fly. <laughs> you know? Swooping away from that cat and that squirrel. That's it. Be surprised at things that you, can, that you can do if you put your mind to it, dog. That's right. That's yeah. right. Nothing can hold you back except yourself. Exactly. Mind over matter. That's it. True that. Exactly. Fred, tell us, you had a chance briefly to be on Monday Night Football with the, I guess, one of the greatest announcers, Howard Cosell. Can you share your experience with him? <laughs> Howard Cosell was a trip, man. Howard Cosell is the kind of guy who was very intellectual. He could give it out, but he couldn't take it. He was weak. You gave it back to him. He couldn't take it. You know? So I would be saying, I'd be there talking about the game. I said, Howard, this, this, they just made a hole big enough for you, slow old man like you, to get five yards game. And he looked at me and he looked up to Frank. Well, Frank, uh, I was down in the locker room before the game and they told me what they ate for pregame meal. I said, Howard, I'm talking to you. Now, mm-hmm. now Howard goes and starts complaining. He's bothering me, you know. He should. I said, "Well, listen, Howard, you forgot they hired they hired me to be controversial. They hired me to talk back at you to give you something to say." But mm-hmm. he wouldn't talk to me because he knew that I played the game, knew more about the game than he did. So mm-hmm. I was always one ahead of Howard. So it didn't work out. So at the last game, I took out Howard to pay off, threw it down on the floor, and did a Mexican dance around it. And oh. and Rooney, who was the president of ABC. Gets on the phone, he says, well, Hammer, you know that uh, you just ended your career here. And I says, obviously, Rooney, I don't give a damn. <laughs> oh. I a, he won that I fight, L.C. He won well, that fight, too. I did a clock table on him. I don't give a damn. <laughs> you know? Wow. Man, I don't need this. I don't need this. I'm a, I'm an actor. I'm a movie star. I don't need to be up here in this booth. No damn way, man. If he won't talk to me, so what am I here for? Mm-hmm. But they hired me to be controversial. And Howard was afraid of me. Right. Uh, you took the spotlight away from him. You thought yeah, he was going to sack him. <laughs> but he used, to, he, used, he used to bother him, man, because I had a gold chain around my neck, and it was a real small small uh, design of, 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 of penis and balls. And he said, you scare him to death, man. You know, TV be close, but you couldn't tell because it was really miniature, but it was solid gold on my neck. That bothered the hell out of him more than anything else. <laughs> I tell you, you should, you should also be doing some type of comedy because you are hilarious. Don't hate it. No, but you got to understand, dog. The only reason I'm funny because I'm a tough guy, and you don't expect me to be funny. That's the only yeah. reason I'm funny. You understand? That's true so, indeed. True that's indeed. right. Mm-hmm. 
tell, tell us what what's 2012 2013 is just about here what's tell the listeners what you have well, I just in to be in Berlin. I, make, I work a lot in Europe I work a lot in Berlin I work a lot in Germany I work a lot in Italy I work a lot around the world I just finished a movie in Germany called uh, Atomic Eaton I play a, a a guy looking for searching for a, a a weapon that Hitler had hid in his in one of these bunkers and so I have to capture it and, and bring it back to this country and keep it safe so the bad guys won't get it I just finished another one called 357. It's an action movie. It's called 357. Uh, I'm going now next this weekend to Kansas City to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Kansas City Chiefs to do a documentary on me, and then I'm off to Montreal, Canada. To well, congratulations! Action. Hold on a second. Yeah. Congratulations, sir. Yes, then I'm going to Canada to do a film called Billy Trigger, a gangster film, and uh, then after that I may play some golf unless somebody else wants me to do something. Hey, 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 we're going to have you do something with us in New York, that's for sure. So we can show you we real as real. We ain't no, no country bunking no. out in Kansas no. City. Yeah, but y'all sound old and slow. You sound old and slow, man. You know, I heard, you, know you can't keep up the pace. You got to be home by 8 o'clock and go to bed. No. Hey, LC, LC, school him now. All right? I'm going to have to send you a, a Talk little cheap. on my 50th birthday pass on a rooftop. You know, we roll man, hard out here. That'll get you going. LC, when he see my 50th uh, promo video, he's going to be like, oh, this cornbread can get down, all right. And all the women I had at the party, come on now. Had the Hawaiian uh, dancer and, and simplicity, shaking uh, the tail feathers all you know, night long. You don't, you don't want to take me there, dude. Nobody will speak to you. <laughs> oh, I have gotten my challenge. You know what? LC, he said he never loses. I don't give him that. He ain't going to lose. But I'm going to be a winner just like he is. <laughs> he's, a, he's a high roller. But, see, we roll it's big good. here in New York. We yeah. roll big. Well, you, yeah, you'd be on the short end of the uh, stick if you take the hammer to your to your, to your dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, I, and I would be, it would be an honor just to have you there. That's it. My man. You know sounds what, like, what sounds like fun, dog. Sounds like, like fun, plan. dog. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> well, let us we definitely uh, stay in contact with us there, Fred. And, no and, you know, let us know. Uh, you have stuff that, uh, obviously, with the Internet now and, yeah. you know, people have resources to go out and, and support you. Well, I just had a film just come through New York not too long ago called The Last Ounce of Courage. Oh, okay. You know about that one? It was dead, no. man. It was an opportunity that I, that I took just to show my acting chops. It's about mm-hmm. conflict between church and state. So people want to put some Christmas lights on City Hall and that's a conflict against church and state. I came in as an attorney trying to tell the people that they can't do that. And mm-hmm. after each show, people in the audience stood up and cheered. Everybody left the audience crying, man. Everybody cheered for this movie. Check it out if you get a chance. It's called The Last Ounce of Courage. Okay. Yes. All right. That's Most definitely. Keep, right. keep us abreast. We are fans forever. You paved the way, and uh, you know our support will forever be there for you. The hammer. You know, it ain't over yet. It ain't oh, over we, yet. No, no, it's forever though. Oh. So forever, ever, forever, ever, ever. That we roll. And you know I one know. thing. You know one thing. I'm gonna have to ask my um, one of my classmates from Mike Plains High School, Ricky Edwards. He also went to Northwestern, and I, I'm gonna ask him, uh, did he go because of you going there? You know, you might have been. Well, I I'm a, a legend, dude. I got pictures all over, I got pictures all over the wall, dude. I got records there. 
they can't touch you. Because I went on a track scholarship first, though. I became a football player only after Air Force Egan came there and saw that I was a big guy, could fly. You know, mm-hmm. he says, why don't you play some football, son? I said, well, I said, come on to the office. We'll tell you what kind of enumerations we can give you to enhance your decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he did that. He enhanced whatever I was getting there, and I switched to football. But I still ran track. But I got records there. I'm all over the place, man. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, hey by the way, uh, the hammer, our, our man Jim Brown is from New York, so you, you yeah, got to talk like with you us, either. baby. But, but he, don't talk, he don't talk like you either, though. <laughs> all right, that's our back. All right, so you yeah. can't mess with us. So we we roll with Jim. That's how auto tone speaking. <laughs> yeah, well, Jim Jim ain't rolling too fast these days. You know, Jim roll a little slow. You know, he, he got a few we problems. Got a, he had so, he had a couple of hip, hip replacements, so he ain't rolling as fast as he used to. Yeah, but he still rolls big. And that's what I'm yeah, talking he got about. He got brakes. He got brakes on his wheels. Nah, nah. <laughs> He's still rolling hard, baby. So that's what's good. But uh, again, we we thank you for joining the LC and Jack Radio Show, and uh, we'll be in contact with you. That's right, when, uh, yes, good enough. I'll, t- I'll take. I'll see the big Jays in a couple of days. I'll tell them we wrap. That's right. what's good. That good. That's that what's good. good. Appreciate it. We'll right, be man. talking with you real soon there, Brett. Hi, the baby. Hammer. Williams. Sorry. Well, Brett, I tell you, an unbelievable show, unbelievable guest. And I tell you, I knew he was a great guy, a great actor, mm-hmm. director. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. he was this funny. Yeah, he, he he's real with it. He's real with it, you know. You can't you can't hide real, you know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. You know, he's from Chi-Town, and uh, they all up on top of it. He, Judge he, Masters is from uh, Chi-Town. Well, no, he's from Detroit, but same thing, you know, up that way. Oh, he's from <laughs> he's from Indiana, and I, 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 one, of my, one of the things I should have you know, asked him was MJ, baby. MJ is from, from Gary. Yeah, we have to get him back on, that's all. We'll get him back. on. We'll get him oh, on again. Yeah. Not not a problem. Yeah, but um, I tell you, just again, it's just a great show. Great to have you on board, my friend. Yes, sir. We're going to mm-hmm. do it again next week. I know you got a couple shout-outs. What do you got, man, before we get out of here? Well, I want to give out one of my coworkers a shout-out, Mr. Harold Lee, Mr. Harold Watkins, my man Randy Williamson, Pimp Daddy. Hope he's feeling better, you know what I'm saying? You know, had a little diabetes setback, so I want to wish him well. And, uh, you know, just want to give everybody a, a shout-out that's out there listening. Uh, the holidays is coming up. If you got plans to travel, you know, Hope you have safe travels with your family and friends on the upcoming holiday. Not Halloween, but Thanksgiving. I know it's a couple of weeks away, but uh, you never know, man. People might be going to stuff, so, you know, give them a little word of encouragement on the LC and Jack radio show tonight. So uh, those are my shout-outs tonight. A little quick list. All right. I was quick, Brad. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple shouts for me, then we out. Big shout to Lady Tay, Sanji, Crawford Clark, to my man, Robert Mitchell. Hope you're feeling better there, brother man. Chatifa Thomas, and to Miss Stephanie Anderson Harris. All right. That's my buddy. That's it. That's what's good. And a big shout 
to my man, 18th letter. Robo. What's good? What's good? So, again, hit us up, lcandjack at gmail.com, Facebook, Twitter, all the good stuff. We love you. Hit us up. Talk to us. Good night. Peace.